When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, messes. So I worked out already today before this. What I'm trying to say is I'm better than you. Okay. No, I, I thought I could do a workout at 7.30, ended at 8.30, and that was a little tight of a turnaround. So looks like I'm going to need to do it at 7, maybe, because I got goals, right? Good morning, Bobby. Hi. KDQ, Joseph, hello. Joseph just got back from the dispensary too. Ooh, nice. Yes. Oh my God, Bobby, you went to the gym at 6.30. Look at us. We're so much better than everybody, everybody else. Okay, I feel like I just want to get into this because what a freaking episode of both shows, to be honest. Hold on, let me get all this stuff cleared out. Okay, let me go over to Instagram, make sure we're up and running. Woo! Instagram's already going. Good morning, Instagram. Hi, guys. I look great. Thank you, Tierney. I am no makeup, not a stitch of makeup. Thank God for this touch up my appearance. Okay. I'm going to do drag race first per usual, and then we'll move on to traders. If you are new here today for this morning live, welcome. This is the weekend recap where I usually just discuss traders and drag race. I toyed with recapping Jersey Shore, um, but I'm I'm watching the season in episode three and they're already doing their bullshit on Jersey Shore. Or it's just like, it's the overuse of the interviews or it's like the, they just, <laughs> that's another story. We'll talk about that on another show. But drag race, uh, Maya is on fire in the workroom after that lip sync. She, something happened to her in that lip sync. Uh, she goes, I had to step it up because this one was running her mouth saying, this is a song that, you know, there's no flipping. It's no flipping. So if she thought I could only beat her flipping, then I told her, bitch, I can beat you without flipping. And I don't remember Megami saying that, but it doesn't shock me. Megami was kind of a hater. Megami kind of did that. So I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, but as Maya wipes off Megami's like goodbye message, Morphine's like, oh, her message was so great and important, blah. And Maya goes, Morphine, you didn't even like her. <laughs> Go, Maya. Get your, get your, she, Maya really is the cutest little thing ever. I want to like, squeeze, oh, she's so cute and like sweet and nice. And oh, she's so cute. Also, a weird, attraction. I have a weird attraction to morphine and drag. Like morphine's like that hot Latina. I'm like, oh, she beats her face so well. Sexy. 
New day in the workroom. Morphine picks a bone with uh, Zunami. And she tells this funny story about Zunami making out with a man that she wanted. And then another man, Plasma, comes up and goes, you know, it's funny. Around Zunami, no man is safe, but Zunami always is. Zunami's like, that was good. Go Plasma. You did it. You actually, you actually gave us a read. Plasma needed this for like social skills, I feel. Some of the queens just need like they need drag race, not necessarily to improve their drag only, but also to like get better in 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 the space of kind of riffing and being a queen, you know? Okay, the mini challenge, the library is open. Um, I feel like we used to get such better reading challenges. I don't know what's I don't know what's happened. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like, you know, you kind of remember things from the past in a much more romanticized way than they are. But like, just remember them being a little bit more, a little more fun. The way they're edited too, maybe. And also you could tell by whoever is going to win, could they get the most reads in there? Like they show us the most of their reads. So we kind of can tell where it's going to go. I would be horrible at a reading challenge. I don't have, I, my brain doesn't go to those places, like those quick little, it's a, it's a gift. It is a talent. Um, I thought that this was funny when Zunami calls Safira the Morgan Freeman of drag. And then, oh no, wait, that's RuPaul. I got a little scared. I was like, uh oh, careful, careful. You can only, you can only push Ru so far. And then it's like, not funny, but Ru, thank God left. <laughs> Zunami to plasma. Where were you on January 6th? Died. Can you imagine if the housewives did something like this? Can you imagine? If like, if at one of the Watch What Happens Lives at like BravoCon was just, you know, the library is open. They wouldn't know what to do. Someone would end up saying something like vicious, vicious. It would not be okay, actually. Never mind. I take that back. Don't let them do it. What was I thinking? They would just say something horrible to each other. Maya flops because she's too nice. Maya's like, I don't know how to be mean. She's so cute. Nymphia is so savage. And Plain has to be like, okay, you've done enough. Like, stop. This isn't even reading. It's just being mean. But it's now the dreaded Snatch Game. Well, we look forward to Snatch Game. I, I have mixed feelings about Snatch Game. I never, and unless it's like All-Stars, you know, the one with Jinx and that amazing All-Stars. Um, Snatch Game. I think I've watched it like four times. Honestly, it's so good. Uh, but I get a little nervous. So here's what, here we're gonna go through their choices. Okay, Nymphia is gonna be Dr. Jane Goodall. Now, there's always potential. We've seen people make we've seen people make something out of nothing. It's hard to predict what will or will not happen. You know, it's it's you know I don't know where exactly my brain goes, but you could have done something. Dr. Jane Goodall could have done something. Nymphia. Also, why the... Okay, anyway. Dawn is going to be Megan McCain, who she calls a trash goblin. And I can't wait for Megan McCain to reply to that. Because doesn't she watch... Doesn't Megan McCain say she watches Drag Race? Or am I thinking of somebody else? But I feel like she's going to be like, oh, really? I'm a... You know, because she always likes to get involved and try to get messy and be a part of the narrative for her. Plasma is doing Patty Lapone. Dawn tries to say in her interview bite, now granted, probably prompted, um, that she would like to see something different from Plasma, that Plasma's kind of doing the same thing over and over. And I'm like, okay, fine, but not for Snatch Game. 
for snatch game, you can do your bit, do what you do, because it's, it's a really hard, it's a really hard challenge. And I feel like you should do your pocket, do your wheelhouse. Don't, it's when people try to go out of that wheelhouse that they get up there. Cause you, I don't know how they do it. Like you have to be funny no matter what is thrown at you. That is improv advanced level skills that it requires. That's really not easy at all to do. Uh, Q is Amelia Earhart. Okay. Zunami is doing the gold tooth fairy. Now listen, the potential, the potential. She says it gives her agency to make it her own, except she doesn't make it anything. She doesn't go, okay, the gold tooth fairy. What would the, like be a tooth fairy even like just nothing. Just does not, does nothing with it. It's crazy. Morphine is going to be Anna Delvey, which really I thought had potential because I'm like, okay, I could see because morphine has that like dry, like whatever kind of vibe. So I could totally see that being funny, but it's it's a very different thing to when you're up there in character, be funny. It's not easy. Plain is doing Serbian superstar Helena. I cannot pronounce that last name. And does she ever pull it out? I got to say, does she ever pull it out? Okay. Maya thinks she's going to do Tiffany Pollard. And when she describes what she's going to do as Tiffany Pollard, which is, I'm just going to basically pretend that I'm home with my friends because that's when I feel my feel like the most myself. Thank God Rue suggests, why don't you just be one of your own friends? Why don't you just be one of your, your people? Which is such great. That was great. That was great producing, great directing on her behalf. Thank you, Rue. Thank you, mother. Because yes, just be one of your friends. You don't need to be Tiffany Pollard because if you if you butcher Tiffany Pollard, you're going to be eaten alive because people love us, us here at She's Speaking. We love Tiffany Pollard, right? She's like the queen. Don't put that on yourself. Who who did NeNe again? Didn't, did two people do NeNe? Someone did NeNe um, and it was bad. It was bad. Nini has so many, Nini has so many things you could pick from and they just didn't use any of them. So I think this is a suggestion that a, a couple Queens could take from here on out. Like if you've got one of those friends that you love to imitate or something like that's a good snatch game character because then you can just stay in character. Safira is doing James Brown because she knows Mama Roo loves him. Dawn. Okay, oh, I, this is, I actually, this is a question I had for the live specifically, because I know you guys will know what she was referencing. I just couldn't remember. Dawn says Safira is doing the kiss ass thing and makes the joke is Lux Noir London in the house. And she's like, Oh my God, don't air that. She's going to come for me. And they were, they had a little Twitter war. Lux Noir went on Twitter and was like, I've been mentioned like five times this season. And they kind of went back and forth. But what is the reference there? Can someone remind me what, what uh, they did? Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm going to read over here. Boop. Okay. Lux's runway were often Rue homages. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate that. Thank you for that. Uh, Lux is a super fan of Drag Race and she constantly quoted it and everyone called her a kiss ass. Thank you. I didn't finish that season. Um, okay. Let me get to where I was. Chad Michaels does the workroom walkthrough with Rue. Um, nothing really happened really. That was that exciting. Chad didn't provide much advice at all. Um, I feel like it's kind of a weird position to be in. You're like, what do you want me to say exactly? Because Rue's also there too. Plain only has three more chances to use either she uses the immunity potion or give it to another queen. Um, 
So then we get to the Snatch Game. Tsunami's intro. Okay. Rue asks, how are you different than a regular tooth fairy? Tsunami goes, they're a little cheap. I'm a hustler. I'm a gold digger. And Rue, who's trying so hard to figure out this character and help, Rue really does try to help them out. Like Rue's like, Rue goes, are you digging for teeth? And Tsunami did not expect that. She's like, oh, more than that. And then Rue laughs because she's like, oh, this is so bad. It goes, well, what else are you digging for? Tsunami says, bones. I can resell it. That's how I make my money. How did she not have this flushed out? How did, the gold tooth fairy obviously should be leaving gold teeth or something behind or stealing when they're there or something. I don't know. Like I, I'm already making up more characters than she was. It was like, what was, what was the character going to be? Like you couldn't just have gold, the gold teeth and say, I'm the gold. What was the plan? So, oh, it was so cringe. So, so cringe. Morphine only really has the you're poor thing as a way of, I don't know, you, you get nervous. So that's the only bit she really thought through probably. You, you, what you probably need to do if you're going to play that is like actually list out different things they've done and phrases that you can use it. But like all she did was the you're poor and had money and whatever. Maya as Shaquita is great. She stays in the pork and beans project and all that matters is Rue laughs, right? That's all that matters. And honestly, Shaquita was a little one note as overall, but I think it was just cute to see Maya out of her shell and letting go a little bit. Plain as Helena, unfortunately, because I know Plain is so problematic, really great. Really, really great. And this is the first time Plain has done something like this, so you can tell um, it could, it was like an, un, she like unlocked a talent. Didn't know she had such a talent for that because I thought it was really good. I did. Uh, Rue goes, what is Serbia famous for? And Plain says for war, big Balkan war, number one BBW, beautiful Balkan war survivor. So, you know, good. I don't know if that was off the cuff or what. Plasma's Patty Lapone is actually kind of just like her Barbara. It's just kind of like the same character, but Plasma will admit that she clammed up and she's like, I was in my head too much. Nymphia's Jane Goodall is literally like educating us on how to recycle and go green. And Rue even has to go. I think Jane is on a different show, which was a hint. Redirect. Redirect, honey. Move it along. Move it. Move it along. Oh, not good. Rue... Rue always gives uh, Safira, Rue always teases Safira for her feet. And so Safira's doing the James Brown thing, doing really well, but Rue has to tease her for wearing the character shoes. He, I don't know. Rue really likes to tease Safira. It's a little, it's kind of, I'm like defensive for Safira. I'm like, shut up. Stop teasing and laughing at her expense because it's hard to laugh along with someone laughing at you. But I thought Safira did a great job of going at it with Rue because it's like, God, fuck damn. Like, let me, this is the hardest challenge. You don't have to make fun of it. Anyway, Nymphie at one point brings out another monkey and is like talking to the monkey and it's so awkward. Oh, it's bad. Safira does kill it. Um, I do agree with Rue. I wish she would have pushed just a little bit more, just a, just a touch, just a touch. And morphine's Anna Delvey's just not great, period. 
So they're getting ready. And this moment with Tsunami and Safira is, is I really love Tsunami. I think Tsunami as a human is awesome because Safira, <laughs> Tsunami tells Safira that she's not too worried. And Safira's like, you're optimistic. And I love that for you. <laughs> My, granted, she goes home this, like this episode. So it's even, it's like, there's a reason she's worried. Um, Safira goes, you weren't in my top, but you also weren't in the middle for me either. <laughs> Tsunami goes, I didn't bomb that bad. Safira just goes, okay. And these two have such a fun back and forth because Tsunami can really handle a joke at her own expense. I think Tsunami is so great in the workroom and I'm ready for her to come back for an all-stars. I really am. And this is meant as the utmost compliment. And people who really know me know that I think this is She's so dumb. She's dumb. She's like funny, dumb, pretty dumb. And that's honestly my favorite kind of person. Like she's like, I, I envy people that are like, it's fine. Like kind of oblivious, oblivious. That's what it is. It's just like kind of oblivious and like, we'll laugh it off. Even, even an untucked, you know, after she's eliminated the way she handles it and she just wants to remember it as laughter and fun and whatever, but she can also still get into deep conversations, work stuff out respectfully. And I love, I love, I like Tsunami. I like her a lot. Morphine starts kissing Plane's ass to get that damn potion. Plane's tactic is great though. It's like, I don't think you're going to need it. Good. It's a good tactic. Cause it's like, oh, okay. No, you're fine. You're not going to need it. Q, Q whispers, the real one who should be coming up to you plane is Nymphia. <laughs> Nymphia is like, you guys can talk louder. I already know. I already know. Plane's like, you'll be okay. And Nymphia goes, what if I go? But who says, then you go? Because it's not plain. I was looking at her lips. Was it Q? Someone goes, then you go. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Nifia just walks away. Um, I do love learning about how I didn't know Taiwan was so progressive with gay rights. Like, should we all move there? Are we all moving to Taiwan? Let's go. Go Taiwan. But plain talks about Russia. And how he will not be going back for a very long time. He talks about his grandmother uh, and whatnot. Then Safira talks about her stepfather, who did not approve of him being gay. And his stepfather said to his mom that the worst thing a son could tell their parents is that he's gay. And his mom clapped back and said, well, the worst thing that I could hear about my son is that he's dead. Okay. So go. So Safira cut him out for years, but then he saw his drag show finally. His stepdad went to one of his drag shows, couldn't get the smile off his face, and that is why we love Drag Race. Stories like that. Uh, his stepdad died of COVID, and I cannot even talk about that because I will start crying. I don't even, I can't. Okay, the runway is Dancing Queens. Q does Robot, uh, which was smart, honestly. And I thought the bodysuit was cool. thought the makeup was good. Fine. You know, Tsunami does salsa. And, oh, I love watching Tsunami do salsa. Nymphia does but, buto, buta, buta, Japanese. Uh, and, of course, Nymphia can pull out a runway like nobody. So that's, no, I don't think anyone was worried about Nymphia on the runway. Don does polka. Safira does yet another Rue ass kiss moment and does drag you majorette, which I was like, okay, now you're, you're having fun with it. And that's cute. And it shows respect for the show, the program, as Carson says, 
Uh, but I'm like, okay, you first you did James Brown and now you're doing drag you, drag you majorette. Especially because on this show, remember when what's what's their faces uh did they made fun of drag you and their one of their commercials? Who was it? Um God damn it. I'll, you guys are probably putting it in the in the chat. I can't I can't remember what it was. Uh okay. Um Plain does ballroom. And I was it was a little awkward and serious. I was like, why wouldn't Plain do something kind of silly? I'm just surprised that this she was like dead serious on it. Uh plasma does tap and like really taps, which is so plasma. <laughs> so plasma. They were calling out root, they were calling out moves, which I thought was impressive. Don't get me wrong, that was impressive. They were like, like giving her stuff to do and she was doing it. She's a good tapper with the heels, the heel taps. Those aren't easy. Morphine does flamenco and oh morphine, gorgeous. That face. Oh, stop it. Maya does hip hop. And I thought she was going to get dragged for this runway because the way Carson, the Carson nailed it. It looks like ketchup and mustard had a baby with a pirate. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like the most spot on thing ever. Okay. So during the judges, Rue tells Nymphia something that this, these are these notes that I think are so valuable, even like for the fans or I appreciate these sorts of things. Rue explains it perfectly. Nymphia, you're so cerebral that it doesn't let us in. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. She's very controlled. She doesn't, she, you know, has a hard time being vulnerable. And I didn't think Rue was reading Nymphia at all, but when, cause she says she's like, what people will connect with is the rough stuff, the, the imperfections. But then in Untucked, they were like, man, Rue really came for you. And I was like, oh, I didn't interpret it that way, but okay. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Michelle says she has a game going to see how many different ways Safira tries to hide her dance shoes. I'm like, okay, guys, if you don't back off Safira, let the woman, she's not young, okay? She's dancing in these heels. Morphine's notes are no point of view and boring, which spot on. But Maya gets great notes about Shaquita. And Carsa, Carson says that the runway was sold through her performance. I was like, I guess. Um and Rue, this is this is true. Rue says, what you've done is you've let your inner child come out to play and that will serve you for the rest of your life. And that's true. That's why like people who aren't actors take improv classes. These things do help in real life. You know, you feel silly and doing it, but when you do it, it's like, oh, life changing. Michelle didn't know. I, I didn't realize that Helena was a real character either. I thought Helena was some made up character, but I, you know, she's definitely a real character. And they all loved the joke of the ugly man. You are an ugly man when Anna Delvey said that, um, you know, whatever, they've hooked up or something. Kira, Kira Sedgwick does a great Madeline Kahn. She does a great, like, Madeline Kahn, whatever. I got a little nervous. I get nervous when the when the guest judges try to do, do things like that. I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, so they come up. Okay, time for my decisions. And Rue says that, Safira, Safira, you're safe. And everyone's like, oh, who's it going to be? And Q whispers, what if it's, what if it's Maya? Q was like, if Maya fucking wins, Q was going to be mad. Q was going to be mad. Plane gets the win. And I actually feel like, fine, that is fair. Uh, but Safira, after, I think it's probably good that Safira didn't win because Safira was kissing so much ass, you know, because I would have been like, of course she won. But now that I'm thinking about it. Nymphia is safe. 
over morphine and Zunami. And I was like, well, Zunami deserves it, but I feel like Nymphia maybe didn't. But I guess the run, I don't know. That was a tough call. That was a tough call. But we all know why it was, right? Because they wanted to have the friends lip sync against each other because it's better TV that way. Like, I think by now we all know the trick, right? Make sure that the friends can lip sync battle so that there's like conflict, right? They, you guys, they lip sync to Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. I listen to this song at least twice a day. Truly. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but I love it so much. I just think it's, I don't know. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, Morphine gives it her all. She wins. Zunami is crushed, but she, she's still a queen. She's still a queen. I love her. What does she say when she leaves? Don't cry because I'm leaving. Celebrate because I exist or something like that. I'm like, oh, good line. Good line. Um, in Untucked, Plain once again chooses violence. When the when the they come back in, Plain goes, no shade to the safe girls, but that's what the snatch game was kind of missing. People letting go. Safe girls, you needed to let go, and I'm really disappointed in you. You know, I don't understand. <laughs> like Safira gets plain. Safira, like Q, Q would never, Q can't handle anything like that. Q is so not fucking kidding and does not take criticism or jokes or anything very well. So of course Q is like, don't fucking talk about us like that. Safira gets plain. It's like, this is just like shady queen shit because Safira is older. Honestly, I think that's what it is for. It's like, I've been around. We've been talking shit to each other forever. But she does try to be like, it's the way you sound it. Like, it, it wasn't clear you were kidding. It didn't feel like a read. It just felt rude. Like, I'm really disappointed in you isn't funny. When someone says they're disappointed in you, you're like, everyone knows you're not supposed to be disappointed. So that wasn't great. Dawn gets plain, too, and does a pretty good job of explaining, like, I don't want you to walk in here and talk to me like a cunt. Okay, I said it. Plane and Tsunami, I did not realize were so flirty. I did not realize they had become such little flirty birdies. So, okay. Does anyone know, at what point do they write the goodbye letters to the eliminated queen? Because I can't tell what... So, because it seems, it just, it seems at least, like... The queen, oh, maybe it's the next day that they go to get their stuff. That's probably what it is. So they get eliminated. They must have to go. When do they go pack up the workroom? I just, I'm always so blown away that these, that these letters are written. Does anybody know? I'm going to look at my chat because some, some of you guys might know. Ginger. Yes, it was Ginger in the, in the ad spoof challenge that made fun of Drag Race University. It was so scary because when they showed it to Rue, Rue was like, "Is what did what did what did you say? The drag you was bad. Hmm, that's something I'm really really proud of. But okay." And they were like, "We can't change it. We can't change it now." Okay, so it's just Harlem says. I think when they get eliminated, they write the letters, and the next day the queen packs up and does her final confessionals. Okay, that's what I think after the when they're in the hotel. Okay, so got it. Cool. So I think we're ready for traitors. Are we ready for traders? I'm ready for traders. It's getting so juicy. It's such a juicy fucking show. Kate accepts the trader position, but she's also like, I didn't have a choice. Okay. You, it was either, if I want to stay in the game, it was either be a trader or nothing else or get murdered. So, okay. They get to the turret and Kate asks 
who was just like, okay, so it was just you and Dan the whole time. Who was recruited? Parvati. And Kate goes, oh, so it was just you and Dan at first? And Thader goes, yes. And it was like eating dry Melba toast with no butter, no jam, no nothing. <laughs> it's like of all people to give Thader to work off of. She's like, this, this is who I get. I get Dan, boring Dan. He was so boring. But then Phaedra goes, so what is our strategy going forward? I was right with Kate. Well, I just got here. So I kind of thought you would be the one coming up with the strategy. And then I would, uh, you know, fill in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? But then Kate goes, well, um, Kevin's pretty annoying sometimes. She's like, I don't. Uh, what do you want me to say? And then they're talking about, P they want to get Peter out. She goes, K Kate goes, Peter puts the dick in dictator. Kate's good. Uh, she's kind of warmed up. I've, I've warmed up to her a little bit. Like I was getting kind of irritated with her at first, but I'm like, never mind. You're funny. At breakfast, Kate and Sandra are first. Kate is struggling as a trader. I would be too. I would be struggling as a trader. I, I have a very hard time. I'm too paranoid, way too paranoid. And MJ picks up on Kate's energy being off. So a couple of people come in, then MJ's like, hey, what's wrong, Kate? There's something amiss. The light in Kate's face is not totally there. Shut up, MJ, be quiet. Kate's interview is so funny. She's like, I'm all paranoid now. Like everything I'm doing, I'm like, is this, is this what a faithful would do? Would a faithful eat this bread? Would I eat the salmon? Right? You don't know. You don't know. So Kevin is murdered. <laughs> when he reads this thing, he goes, do I get to keep this? Then I, then it made me think, Do does he? Or is this like the same stock letter that they use every time? I don't know. You probably can. He probably can. Trichelle had a shield. She's like, yeah, I had a shield, but only a few people knew that I had the shield. So that's interesting. And I don't think Phaedra knew. So thank God they murdered Kevin. Trishel, Phaedra, and CT, they talk in the kitchen after breakfast. And Phaedra and CT pitch Peter as a traitor. And Trishel, Trishel's like trying to explain Peter's moves, but it's pretty clear CT is not going to budge on his Peter theory. So she's like, all right, we'll see you guys later. So she runs over, she talks to John. And they're like, we need to stick together with Peter with whatever our plan is. But Trishel's like, the numbers are really not on our side. I think we're screwed. They think they need to turn some people. So Phaedra talks to Sandra, though. Sandra, MJ, and Sheree about how Peter is so a traitor. Sheree and Sandra seem convinced it's Peter as well, but MJ doesn't say much. MJ's good at this game. MJ's observing. She knows exactly when to shut up and observe. Peter talks to CT, and CT tells him straight up, I'm leaning towards you. I don't, I don't believe anything you say. All the parlor tricks and the booby traps, and you're not consistent at all. Parlor tricks and booby traps? Oh, okay. Thank you, CT. That's a great line. Peter's like, dude, that's my strategy. And CT goes, everything is a part of your master plan. But the next morning you wake up, you don't know what's going on. And Peter goes, dude, we got two traders out. We got a block shield. And I'm like, that actually is a good point. Ever since Peter's kind of taken over, they have literally gotten two, two traders out. I mean, granted, Parvati was not, he would have had Phaedra first. So, I mean, it wasn't really wrong. They'd gone with his route. It wasn't wrong. But, you know, but still. CT just can't get over him making a deal with Parvati. Or so it seemed. Or so it seemed. But it did seem. 
So, okay. Their mission is in a chapel. Kate is freaking out. Kate's like, I can't. Of course, we're going to a chapel. I just love how how twisted up Kate is about this whole thing. Alan makes a killer entrance through all the extras in the robes. He does that entrance and he walks up and he poses. And then he dismisses them and says, and lighten up. So muddy. I have been saying so muddy to my cats literally since yesterday, every single second of the day. Or since I watched it on Thursday. So muddy. So muddy. Oh, I can't stop. It's annoying. It's like addicting. So muddy. The mission is to break the windows of the players and whoever is left last, whosever windows left last gets a shield. Every missed crossbow that is fired, they lose $250. That's a lot of money. Phaedra comes through and she figures out that because they keep moving it every time, like, I'll go this one, I'll go this one. And she goes, if we just move it slightly to try to eventually get to the one we want, we we will get there. And she, they, she, they were actually on Sheree first, but they stay aimed at Sheree enough. Enough people go that they get it. Finally, MJ, she gets the first broken window. <laughs> uh, Phaedra next aims at Peter and she gets it on the first one. That was, this was cool. CT. Okay. So CT is the next target. Cause he's on the top. We pretty much got, it. it's like, boom, boom, boom. They're all out. They're all out. CT's on the top row. And no one can get him. No one can get him. So they lose like 2K. Phaedra decides, you know what? I'm going to take it all the way back down to Trishel because she's on the bottom. And this is where the problems start, you see. If she had gotten Trishel out, if like she had aimed it at Trishel, got Trishel, cool. Then I think it wouldn't have been as suspicious. Maybe. Mm, still maybe not. Still maybe not because logically they would have just done what they've been doing, which is slightly move it to the next one, which would have been John. It's the fact that she went all the way down there after she's the one who told us we shouldn't move the bow so much each time. She's the one who said that. So it's like, damn it, Phaedra. Damn it. CT ends up winning. He wins by getting John out himself. Um, but now CT is like, I am suspecting Sandra and Phaedra because they so obviously went for Trishel. So that's how bad you Phaedra, that move made CT aware of it. Damn it. Back at the castle, Trishel, Peter, and John decide that the two people they could probably flip would be Sandra and MJ. So that's a bad idea because Sandra's definitely not. But Sandra does not seem interested in their story, but John is like assigned to her. Trishel takes on MJ and Kate, and Peter takes Phaedra away from the group. Ow. Uh, Kate, Sandra, and, oh, dude, Phaedra and Peter talk, and Kate, Sandra, and MJ are trying to listen. And Kate is like, she's in the in the door jam, trying to be all stealth, and Trishel comes in. And it's like, hey, Kate. And she's like, God, hi. <laughs> totally destroyed it. So you're already off on a bad, you're off to a bad start with Kate. So Trishel's there to pitch Phaedra to Kate. It's Kate, MJ, Sandra, and Sheree. But she says, you guys are so blindly loyal to Phaedra that you're not going to see evidence. And MJ is still like, oh, that's not true. Mm -mm, that's not true. And she seems to have a very open mind. Trishel's so relieved. She's like, oh, God, thank God. And MJ's interview is like, yeah, I'm a Bravo girly, but Phaedra could be a traitor. So now I think the biggest thing that 
like Sheree's not going to figure anything out. So we're not going to worry about Sheree. The biggest thing is that Dan pitched Phaedra at the round table. That, that alone is proof because if he knew he was on the chopping block, he wouldn't pick someone who he wasn't sure about to, if they did go with his plan, she'd get up there and say, I'm a traitor. And they'd be like, Dan, you're the hero. You know, although I bet Trishel would have been like, you're probably also a traitor, but that's, you know what I'm saying? That alone, it's like, yeah, no, that, that, that proves that she's a traitor. Cause Dan wouldn't have been like, here's a faithful I'm going to throw out, you know, then I'm going to look even more suspicious. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's, that's it. Sorry. Uh, CT is totally thinking Phaedra. He thinks Phaedra and Sandra, but he's like, no, 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 we don't go to the, we don't do the Sandra route. We go the Phaedra route. And so they'll save Sandra for later, but hopefully they'll, they won't get on that. Cause I really would like to see what happens when all, if all the faithfuls, like what happens if they figure out Kate's a traitor and get Kate out? Like, do they just sort of like, and then we're done. No more traitors. Like, I need to know what happens. Okay. Round table, round table. John opens and he goes for Phaedra. He says, two people who banished as traitors both named you as a traitor. And then he says, but your approach is to avoid error. You are, you are fly low Phaedra. He practiced that one. You are non-committal by day and fatal under cover of darkness. They have a camera, they have a camera right on all of them, but Kate is aware of her camera. So she kind of laughs and looks at her camera, looks at the camera a few times. She lives for this like silliness, you know? She's a Kate is able to pull herself out. Everyone else is very serious, but Kate's able to like laugh at this because this is her second time. She's like, I did this already. This is my second time here, you know. He says, It's not time to sit on the fence. We must confront the enemy, and you should be banished until eternity. Are the producers just in video village? Like, God, this man, we love him. The drama. Like, does do they like they they must be blown away, banished until eternity? The drama that this man brings. Phaedra's response. I'm I thought Phaedra looked nervous. I thought it was clear she was nervous because up until this point, she's been calm, and this time she seemed mad and a little just a slight bit tongue-tied, but I mean she still pulled it out. I'm glad you're not God. Now you speak very eloquently. And unfortunately, this is not Parliament. Kate literally looks at the camera and is like, how do you expect me not to laugh at that? This is too good. Phaedra says that the traitors that were banished were both in collusion with your bromance friend, Peter. If you're such a traitor hunter, why aren't you talking about that? And since you so eloquently defend him, he likes me so much, he wants to work with me. I was like, what did I miss? Peter goes, that's not true. I just had a conversation with you tonight. And Phaedra goes, you've all these closed door meetings that you say, leave the room. I'll talk to you later. And Peter kind of, boom, slam dunks here. He's like, there is nothing wrong in a game of traitors to want to have private discussions. And Phaedra just keeps going. You think you can play all these tricks, but what you might forget, Peter, is this is not The Bachelor. And I don't have to kiss your ass for a rose. Peter has to laugh at that. Peter's like, oh, okay, that was good. They're going to use that. That was good. Fair. But then Phaedra, she she does lose it here. And she goes, you're playing this game like me, me, me. Peter is so offended. He's like, the last thing I am is selfish. Don't call me selfish. Okay, Peter. CT chimes in 
And you know Fager did not see this coming. You know she's assuming that he's going to be going for Peter because that's the last the last she talked to him. That was the plan. So he's got his little he's got his little thingy, his his graph. He goes, why would we go down here to Trishel? And that's when Fader realizes, oh, you're coming for me. You're coming for me. What? And Trishel chimes in too to be like, yeah, exactly. And Fader, Fader just keeps going, listen, Trishel. I love the way she said Trishel. Trishel. She says it like, you idiot. Idiot. That's what she's saying. Idiot. Ugh. Sandra brings up Peter. So now they're, it's, it's very split. Sandra's like, Peter, but you didn't go for Parvati. And of course, Sheree's like, yeah, what's that about? I would think Sandra would have figured out Dan's plan. Uh, Sandra is such a seemingly kind of good game player. I would have thought she would have figured out like, yeah, no, Dan is a traitor. He wanted the heat off him. He threw us another traitor. And if she went up and said, yeah, okay, I could see that. You know, I feel like Sandra would have figured that out, but apparently she didn't. She didn't. Okay, fine. Peter explains this pretty well, though. He goes, you don't want to get to the end of the game with someone who you know is a traitor. No one's ending the game with Parvati there. You kind of want to get there and then be like, here, she's a traitor. She's out. But then Peter also reminds them of something that this alone is kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. He's like, the Bergie shield block. Why would I have misfired on a murder to Bergie? Like, why would I have done that knowing he has a shield? So that that's like, that should have been like, oh, yeah. Because that wouldn't make sense. If you're a traitor, why would you be like, I know this person has a shield. I'm going to murder them. No. So the vote, I need to know what the voting, because as soon as the vote started, I was like, now, do they assign their seating when they get in there? Because the MJ, they knew MJ was the one we would all like at home, us would all be like, what's MJ going to do? So they, they have it where it's Phaedra, they go around and MJ's the last one. And I'm just impressed with that on the fly, top-notch producing, top-notch producing. Because in my head, I'm like, so they had to have known the, them included, like, we don't know where, where MJ is going to go because they do all their interviews and they kind of gather all this information. And then they just, they have to, they must assign them seats, right? They, I'm, I'm assuming that they do. Because uh, if it was just coincidence, then, oh, my God, because when that cliffhanger happened, MJ is the deciding vote and they don't show it. <gasps> not a cliffhanger, Lord, not a cliffhanger. Uh, give it to me. Oh, my God. I don't know how to wait. I don't know. It's too hard. I think they do assign them seats, at least this far in the game. That's, yeah, there's less people. I feel like that has to be, I feel like that has to be the situation. Um, okay, let's see what you guys are saying. I feel like Sandra knows Phaedra is a traitor and was keeping her close as an ally. Sandra and Sheree are the last people Phaedra would kill. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm not um, I'm not great at strategy at all. So I and so right when I think I'd be good at strategy, if I were to throw that out there, I'm sure someone would be like, what do you because then what about this? Like, oh yeah. So I can't see long game like that ever. Like I'm when <laughs> Joseph, what you said here, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I forgot that that's other stuff. Other stuff has to happen. <laughs> Peter isn't for the streets like Faye. That's why they made sidewalks child. <laughs> Peter wasn't made for the streets. That is definitely sure. Oh my God. 
Oh, the UK, Jesse Martin, Jesse Martins. You said the UK version is all regular people, not reality stars. I actually just finished uh, the UK one, the UK traders. Um, I have, it was super entertaining. I can't believe how different the Alan Cummings and the host of the UK one. I'm so sorry. I can't remember her name. She's a queen. She's amazing. How different they've interpreted the character, the roles, because on the UK version, Maybe because they are regular people who like need the money and maybe that's a little bit different, but she's so encouraging and sweet to them. And she's like cheering them on and in it together. And then there's Alan who's like, you peasants, you idiots. He treats them like shit. So very different interpretations. Um, what I think, and I think Kendrick and I discussed this, so this is a repeat for those of you who already heard it. What we think should happen is they should do a Traders US all regular people as well as the reality show people so that the reality show one is happening and then when that ends, the regular people one can happen. Then if they do like all stars, eventually you could combine the regular people again with the rest. Because in season one of, of this show, of the US one, I felt bad for the regular people. And so I I agree, I think it it is weird to mix them. So until you have an attachment to the quote regular people, like for example, if they were to finish, if they were to do a whole season of traders with regular people, you'd have your attachments. Then they become reality stars, right? Like you do one season, then technically you kind of are a reality star. So I think they should do that because there are so many people, even in the Bravo content, even just the content creator community, not Bravo, but like there are so many people like Donnie from I Am the Cute One. Uh, Kendrick, as you guys know, he's on this show all the time. They would be so fucking good. Pia, my friend Pia would be really good. So they're regular people that they should have do the traders. And then they could combine those eventually because traders is so good. Keep making them. Now the UK one, I believe was in the same cat. How many castles are in Scotland? They've been using that castle. I wonder if it's just used for that all the time. Uh, definitely agreed. After the success of the U.S., I'm sure they'll do both, Tierney says. Yes, I totally, totally agree. I think that they um, should do that. Okay. Um, I'll let me let me take some questions. If you guys have any questions or, questions or thoughts, let's just chat it up a little bit. Oh, thank you. Totally torrified. You look cute. The sunglasses, hoops, top bun, everything. Thanks. I literally whipped this together as fast as humanly possible. Oh, Jasmine, you liked the first season where it was a mix. Okay. I feel like I think that they they could do it again. I think that they could do it again. Um, I think that the trick is to make sure that we um that we get a little bit more what am I trying to say? Like history with the regular people so then we could be attached. You know what I'm saying? Um oh, so if you guys have questions about like Jessica, Simon and Porsche's divorce, I am going live tomorrow for my weekly wrap-up with Kendrick, and we will get into that. For sure. And pretty much any like kind of major news like that, we will be covering for real. Your favorite drag race challenge slash runway. Ooh, I'm so bad at remembering stuff. Uh, I can't do a favorite because I, I I'll say one and then I'll forget it. Um, I really loved All Stars 2. I love that cast. I've, I've gone back and rewatched that. I feel like that cast was really fun. Um, is that the one too with what's his face? Um, while I love reality stars, I really liked it when they had regular everyday people, they had to work a little harder to figure this game out. Okay, there we go. Let's get regular people in then. I think we need to nominate all three of them. Uh, okay. Let's see over on Instagram what I got. Oh, Christina. Thank you. 
Happy early birthday. Thank you. The sunglasses need to be part of the merch. I wish I need to reach out to Wendy's and figure out where they got these because these were in the Wendy's PR box for BravoCon. There's no label on them. I have no idea where to get them. So I have to like, I have to source glasses. If anybody knows, if anybody's like a glasses designer and wants to reach out and we could collab or something, that could be fun. They should do a regular cast and throw New York in there just to shake it up. I need tension. Wait, do a regular cast. and Wait, what if the regular cast had New York as the host? <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. The regular cast and then and Tiffany Pollard is the host. Back to traders. Do you think they will suspect Kate next based on how strongly she defended Faye? Uh, no, because did she? I think she's been pretty, I think her staying with Peter as who she's um, suspicious of, I think that's the good idea because I think they already knew she was going to go for Peter. And also then she had Sheree as well and Sandra vote for Peter. So I don't think, I don't, she also has defended Phaedra. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe like they'll look back at the past and how much she's defended Phaedra. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Well, this is assuming Phaedra, like, do we think that the real question is, do we think MJ is going to pick Peter or Phaedra? Now, I know we love Phaedra, but I am kind of hoping MJ breaks rank and picks Phaedra just because that's really good TV because she's a Bravo girly. She had to have her mind changed, you know, and that will really shift the game, really shift the game. Like Sheree Sh already doesn't know what's going on. Sheree's already confused <laughs> about what's happening. So Sheree's already gonna be like, wait, what? Phaedra? I can't wait to see Sheree's face when Phaedra says she's a traitor. You think Phaedra will pick MJ? I mean, MJ will pick Phaedra. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That is what I'm hoping. Who do you suspect is the next murdered, depending on if Phaedra or Peter get banished? Who would Kate kill? Peter? I feel like Peter would get killed, right? She doesn't want Peter there. So I think Peter is up. Did Peter get a shield? Did they have shields? I don't know. Um. Did anybody watch MJ's interview with Sheena? Was that the one on Jeff Lewis? I think she voted Peter out. Okay, we think, oh, wow, we got such mixed, we got such mixed reviews. Such mixed reviews. I would like Peter gone. His stupid face is kind of irritating me at this point. Um, Because Peter was on the Vile Files all salty. Was he? I didn't see Peter. God, I got to watch that. I got to pay more attention to the vile files. He's interviewing everybody. CT has the shield. Thank you. So yeah, I think Peter, I would think Peter would be getting murdered then. I would think that. Um, okay. So we think we're, I'm getting, I'm seeing that you guys think that she, MJ probably voted Peter out. All right. That's a bummer. I really wanted her to vote faders because it's like that she's like a spy and like can think past her stuff. All right. Well, okay. So I think then Peter is murdered for sure. Peter, you're dead. You're gone. Um, if fade, okay. So if Phaedra makes it, if she doesn't get banished, she may not want to murder people. Well, no, because John now it's actually better because Peter's not the only one that's been going for, um, Phaedra. So John, Trishel, CT, 
and Peter are all going for Phaedra. So, you know, who's she going to, who can she vote out without it be, being obvious or who, who, who could she murder without it being obvious? That's what's so hard when it gets, when it gets to be less and less people, you can't hide behind much. So then that's a tricky, that's a tricky murder because you don't want to make it obvious. Hmm. If Phaedra lives, Trishel dies. Yeah, I can imagine that that would be next. I can imagine. But then it really proves Phaedra is because Phaedra is the one who went for her window to knock it out so she wouldn't get the shield. And that really gives her away. She didn't get the shield so she could murder her. And then everyone's going to be like, okay, so Phaedra, you're the fucking traitor. You know, I think that might be a little too obvious. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. <sighs> All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. And like I said, tomorrow, 9 a.m. PT, Kendrick and I are going live for the weekly wrap up. And guys, next week, no lives because I will be in Salt Lake City for my little silly birthday trip that I'm doing with my friend. So I won't be here next week, but um, I'm back on Monday, next, the following Monday. And I'll be picking everything back up then. Okay. So next week, no live, but the following week, yes. So, all right, guys. Uh, love ya. See you tomorrow, some of you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. This show is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Emily, and brought to you in partnership with Cloud10 Media. If you are looking for bonus content, check out the Patreon. The link is in the description. To show some support, you can hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Another free way to support the pod, please rate and or review on whatever platform you listen. It's free and it helps the algorithm or something. You can also head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks and buy me a coffee or two. Make sure you're following me on all social medias. I am She's Speaking with Emily Hanks across all platforms, threads, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. Thank you guys. See you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.